Welcome to the From the Stands podcast. We just finished up week one of college football. Still going on. We're currently watching Florida State LSU happen in real time. Um, Clint, what's going on, man? I know it's a rough weekend for me and you. Yeah, man. I've been better. Uh, but I'm okay. Uh, you, you know how it is being a Carolina fan, man. Just just another year. Uh, I'm doing better than I was last night, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, that's, that's the way it rolls sometimes. So uh, good thing was there was some other football to kind of take my mind off of it. So uh, I'm good. I'm all right. I'll make it. Right. I would say I haven't really thought about it today and doing some other things to keep my mind off of it. But now that we're getting into this, I'm uh, probably about to get even more mad. But <laughs> Jacob's over there smiling. The the lone Clemson fan here is having a sh- like very stress-free weekend so far, it seems. No, it's not stress-free. My my game hasn't happened yet. Anything can happen. But, boys, it's just week one. I mean, I know you really wanted to win that game. But, I mean, it's just week one. I'm not going to lie. I don't like your tone right now. <laughs> just Yeah, you know, like, just, <laughs> just when you really one, w- I don't like it. When you really want to be upset and somebody's like, it's not that bad. It's like, no, let me rage for like a good four days right. and right. I'll be in the rage room. Yeah. And, coming. I, and, yeah. and I meant to bring whiskey with me and I don't. So this Gatorade is going to have oh. to get me through this. this <laughs> show. Good luck. Well, before we get into uh, this weekend's games, let's talk about Thursday night's game since we released our last episode before Thursday night game. So 14th ranked Utah taking on Florida in Utah. I wouldn't say the like Utah winning surprised me as much as just the way that their offensive line and defensive line just absolutely dominated Florida State. I'm, I'm sorry, Florida throughout the game. Um, I know Clint, you you already watched most of that game. What what, what kind of stuff got to you about that game, and did anything surprise you? No, I mean, kind of like you said, the the fact that Utah won is not all that surprising. <clears throat> I mean, they, they're they're ranked 14th or whatever they were. Florida unranked. Obviously, Florida's, you know, trying to figure out the quarterback situation, you know, getting Graham Mertz uh, comfortable and whatnot. So it's not that surprising that Utah won. But what did surprise me is how unprepared Florida looked. Uh, Florida looked like it, I, I, it, was, it was odd to watch. I mean, they knew, obviously, they knew who they were going to play. They knew they were playing Utah. And they showed up and they looked like they were lost half the time. I mean, so many penalties with false starts i mean sometimes during key key moments in third and fourth downs um procedure penalties they had i think they had at one point two players on the field at the same time with the same number just uh uncoordinated uh decision making was odd some of the times too as far as coaching it was just weird florida went uh one of 13 on third down and two of five on fourth down. I mean, they just couldn't get anything going. Um, 13 yards rushing, which is not great. Obviously, it includes sacks, but still, right. I mean, that's when you when you have a quarterback like Graham Mertz, and <clears throat> not saying he's a terrible quarterback, but he's not going to be somebody who's going to just light up an entire defense with his arm, especially a defense like Utah's. It, you're you're you have to be able to run the ball. They were not able to do that. Like you mentioned that uh, Utah, especially defensively on the line, they, they they manhandled Florida. And that on top of Florida looking unprepared, it was it was surprising. It's kind of embarrassing. Uh, I, it, it was just odd. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I wouldn't say that uh, Napier's on the hot seat just yet, but again, you, you can't just show up like, this, this is Florida we're talking about. I mean, this is 
one of the best teams should be in the SEC, that, that just the market they have and whatnot. And for that kind of performance, um, it, it was just not a good look. Uh, Utah, uh, as far as they go, they look pretty solid. I mean, again, defensively, they look great. Um, they didn't even have uh, the, their boy. Um, oh, my God. His, his Cam, Rising. Cam Rising. Cam yeah. Rising. Um, and it didn't matter. Uh, it was... who knows what it will look like if they had them. Uh, Yeah, I mean, just to piggyback off that, I mean, early on, Utah looked pretty good. I mean, I'm sorry, Florida looked pretty good. They were driving multiple times, um, got into the red zone, shot themselves in the foot. I think they had a a fourth and two, maybe. They jumped off sides, brought them back. They missed a field goal early on. Like Clint was saying, even without Cam Rising, quarterback play went really well. I mean, Bryson Barnes threw the ball well. And then the third string, Nate Johnson, I mean, that dude could run. he had six rushes, 45 yards, and a touchdown. I think he probably would have played a little bit more, but they had they had Barnes in for a series, and they'd bring Johnson in, and then they would actually switch them both back kind of during the uh, series, which is a little weird, I think, for the, the game flow. It's probably a little weird for Utah. But, yeah, I mean, the only thing Graham Mertz had going for him, and I think I might have texted in the group, he looked a little more athletic in a Florida jersey than he did a Wisconsin jersey. He did, yeah. <laughs> but it definitely didn't translate to on the field. I mean, they're running the same offense that Florida has ran for the last however many years. They're a spread team. Graham Mertz is a high formation, pro style, play action quarterback, and he's just not. I mean, he he got out of the pocket and ran a few times, but he's just not that guy that's going to run the offense in the way I think that Florida wants to run it. So even bringing him into the program for me doesn't make a lot of sense just from a scheme fit. If you want an experienced guy that's played a lot of college football, that then you got that. But as far as him, like actually fitting into that scheme it just it didn't, it didn't seem to work so i i wasn't surprised like i said by the outcome just the fact that florida just seemed like they played so terrible and utah was out uh keithy wasn't playing their main tight end who went off last year when they played them and then obviously not having their starting quarterback but utah's fine dude the number two and number three bryson barnes and nate johnson they're gonna i i guarantee you nate johnson's gonna hit the portal next year and play somewhere and make an impact just the, the way he played so that was exciting to watch but yeah man at first, watching that game, I'm like, oh, dude, Carolina's definitely beating this Florida team. And then <laughs> come Saturday night, I'm like, uh, well, maybe not, maybe actually. Not, yeah. Might not be beating a lot of teams. So Right. Yeah. yeah. So, y'all, y'all certainly had a lot to say on this guy. I was kind of surprised. Because um, this is, for me personally, this is when the whole Spectrum thing happened. I watched like the 20-minute pregame of this, and then all of a sudden kickoff came in and bam, game's gone. So I didn't really get to see a whole lot but highlights right. after the game. But um yeah, I was surprised like you that just how Florida didn't seem to compete. But I, I truly wonder the way this game and the season for both of these teams started was just kind of pure luck almost. It was a remember it was like a seventy yard bomb that just happened to fall right. in the right place at the right time. So mm-hmm. that from the top is hard for a lot of teams to kind of especially for Florida being on the road that far, which they haven't done. I, what was the sad? They hadn't been that they hadn't been on the road like for that that like since 2005 or something like that, like that yeah, far as, a, forever. as an opener kind of crazy little stat, but, um, but yeah, dude, I, this Utah team is just steady. And now looking at it, looking back at Kyle Woody and the coach's career there, he's been there since Oh four, which is also another thing, but he hasn't been under 500 except for two years there. Utah is just a steady program. man. It's, it's crazy how they're just right there every year. So this really shouldn't be a surprise to us, but I think the way it happened, is is kind of the surprise so we'll see what florida can do from here on out like like i was telling y'all about carolina it, it's first week you know florida had to travel way over there so it's just kind of like 
take a breather, take a step back. You still got 11 more games to play. We'll see. They can, they can go from here. Because Graham Mertz, I don't remember how many times he threw over 300 yards at Wisconsin. So he did this in, that, in this game. So well, I there mean, are some yeah. positives to take. I mean, yeah, that just goes to the scheme. I think he, it's not that he can't throw the ball. I just don't think he's just he's going to fit that scheme where like he and I, I mean, like I said, he got out the pocket a few times and moved around, but he just didn't uh, he didn't look like he fit. But moving on from them, man, right. um, like we touched on, you know, me feeling like South Carolina could have beat that Florida team. Obviously, things have changed since Saturday night. I will say, man, being here in Charlotte recording tonight, being around Charlotte and and listening and watching game day. Oh, I didn't watch game day in person, but. I did watch game day actually on my way up there and seeing guys like Pat Mack, we talk about how the Carolina crowd had been there since five or 6am and we definitely had more people there. Like I was like, all right, cool. Like that's big time for recruits that we talked about earlier. Um, last week, that's just big time. Just, just as a statement to our fans that will travel wherever. Um, and obviously that didn't pan out, but I will say just being out in the town, like no joke, like went out, hit a couple bars beforehand, got some food. Like I thought I was in Columbia for a minute. Like when I tell you it's all, Gamecock jerseys, all Gamecock pro, like everything, man. Like it was like crazy to see just being in another place. And obviously, like North Carolina is not known to be like a football school, right? Obviously, basketball is their thing. But it was just cool to see that we showed up. Um, obviously, that didn't really matter much in the game. Um, I will say, like, I, and this isn't to take away anything from Drake May. Drake May's a great quarterback, very accurate, calm, poised. But like, we made. I don't think Drake May did anything to surprise me. Like. He put up big stats. He did what he was supposed to do. But, like, there's no reason we can't score 30 points on that team. Like, there's no reason we shouldn't. When Spencer goes, what, 30 or 39 for whatever the case may be, and he literally has no time to throw the ball, like, that's just... I think that's the most frustrating thing, man. Like, I can take a loss. We're not going to win every game. I get that. But just the way it happened, man. We're just, like, running for his life. Like, defense, we played soft. Like, we were just giving up the underneath routes and stuff. And then I'm, I'm literally yelling at them to run man. We we go man, bring some pressure. They burn us off the edge. Like, it's frustrating, man. It's very frustrating the first game to see, like, I get it. We don't, we don't get to open up with a, a UT Martin or a whatever. Like, but damn, man, like, it's just frustrating, like, see all the hype and how excited we were going into the game and just, like, absolutely just doing the opposite of, of what we wanted to do. Like, and that's, that's me saying that phrase instead of some other colorful language I'd like to use. I think I used up all the words I had Let last night. Let it out, man. Let it out. Uh, no, I, I did enough yelling. I No joke, bro. I woke up this morning, my phone buzzed, and I looked, and it was like a Bleacher Report notification that said, like, Mac Brown dancing in the locker room. I yelled the F word so loud in my pillow, dude. Like, that's like how my day started. Like, that's just is what it is. So, as the other fellow Gamecock fan here, Clint, I would like to hear because obviously normally me and you were texting throughout the games, but with with us now having the pod, this is kind of where we get it out. So if you want to rant, rave, or otherwise get out anything, please do it now. I, I could probably say a lot more, but I'll, I'll uh, I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give you the mic here for a minute. Uh, I mean, I I appreciate it. I'm I'm not gonna sit here and beat a dead horse. You know, I I could I could talk about this game for 45 minutes at length and just get heated the whole time. Uh, <clears throat> what right. what two things that bother me the most one is like you were talking about just the fandom the 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 showing they made there i get it it's not a long drive but still we we showed up and that the, the height that was coming into the season I, it just sucks that that was the kind of that was kind of the performance that the, they did displayed it was it's frustrating and then we 
go into a a situation where we knew the O line was going to be a question mark, and it was more than a question mark. It was an absolute liability. Uh, I think we gave up like nine sacks, and God knows how many uh, quarterback hurry ups. Uh, I think what was it? We had six tackle for losses uh, that that we allowed. I mean, if this continues. Spencer, I know I mentioned this before, maybe in the group chat. Spencer might, might, he might not make it through the whole season. He was absolutely running for his life. And you mentioned, you know, the quarterback battle and Drake May and whatnot. I would argue that uh, Spencer was even a little bit better than Drake May. Uh, May threw two interceptions, one of which I won't really fault him for because uh, it was kind of like a a tipped off the guy's hands and the, the, our guy made a good play. But still, I mean, Spencer, Coming into the season, it was like, is he still the guy he was at the end of last year? I would say, hell yeah. If anything, he's got more balls on him than anybody on that field because he sat there and took a lot of licks uh, and was able to make <laughs> right. a lot of good plays. And for it, it just, it, it's frustrating. Uh, defensively, we couldn't get a lot of push. I will say, you know, not to make this just strictly about South Carolina, North Carolina definitely looks better defensively. And if I'm in the ACC, I, I'm putting a little more weight on the UNC game if I, if we have to play them. Uh, they right. It's it's not a fluke. They 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 have some big boys on that line. Uh, I forget his name, but they had a guy coming off the edge that was super super good and was lighting us up for most of the game. Uh, so watch out for UNC because now we talked about this in previews. They got an offense, and it looks like they they might have found a little bit of a defense too. So uh, when we talk about you know Clemson and Florida State. Uh, UNC, they're, they're there too now, it looks like. So, um, again, first game of the year, time will tell. Um, but yeah, disappointing. Uh, well, hopefully we can make an, adjust, an adjustment on the O-line and, and kind of get this figured out before we get into SEC play. Yeah, I mean, the way I, as a as a Clemson fan, I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. I'm just looking at it as another football team. Um it seems like y'all weren't prepared for what was coming your way. Um, I know for a fact that, you know, the whole off season we were like, what Spencer Rattler are we going to get? You know, and he actually showed up to play. Um, 30, completing 30 passes over 350 yards is, is impressive. And not turning the ball over during all that pressure is really impressive as well. Um so like it's actually the opposite, I feel like, of what we thought going into the year. We were just we kind of felt decent about every other aspect of the game. We knew you had some wide receivers, knew the rushing would, would be good with Juju. But like and we were just wondering what what Rattler was gonna do. And actually it's the opposite. Your rushing game was not there. And, you know, Xavier Leggett kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, he kind of stepped up in that, a huge way. Mm. Um, but just Rattler, I, I was again impressed with him, like I was when I watched him at Clemson last year in person. Like he, he's when he's poised and he's got time, he's, he's he'll get you going. But like that offensive line is Swiss cheese right now, my friends. Um, and it's it's scary to see that. It's almost like you almost really want to hit the panic button because your schedule is the hardest in the country. It, this UNC may have a better defensive line and better linebackers than we definitely thought, but like. You're not going to get any easier teams coming up um, with Georgia and eventually Clemson and all these defensive lines you got to face. So that's the biggest worry. Um, my question to y'all is actually two questions. Uh, one, where was the five star 
guy I've heard all about, the 6'5", 220, like track athlete. His name's Harper or something like that. Harper. Where yeah. was he at? Harper. Where was he at? I saw like one replay he got out there. And he was on the field one time. I got like one offensive snap and that's it. Like right. He could have played more than that, but he's not in the stat cast at all. He didn't get a reception. He didn't get an attempt rushing the ball. Right. And also the other one is DK. He got 12 uh, carries for about 23 yards. Um, he got that one rushing touchdown because he was on the goal line. What do y'all feel about you know DK right now as as your main running back? Like, go ahead and answer those questions. So the Harbor thing is, isn't much of a surprise. In high school, he mainly played defensive end and would kind of get out as a tight end. So he's very raw when it comes to like that. Obviously, there's a lot of hype. He is well, the fastest. I kind of said that too. Put him on the outside and just let him run. So he's very raw. So he's still like third, fourth string on the depth chart, right? Um, real quick, just to go off that. I am super happy with Leggett because when you are, and I'm not going to talk about Juice being hurt. I get, I mean, North Carolina was without receivers too, but it's tough for anybody when, uh, when you know the ball is going to him and everybody in, in the game knows the ball is going to 17 at one point and he's still getting open, still making plays. So I'm proud of the way he played, man. Like they gave us some life, you know, so, so that was good to see, you know, that they were still you know, still trucking, still trying to make plays. I mean, he was still going up there and get the ball, and he was cramping up and all that stuff. So, but yeah, Harbert, that doesn't surprise me. He's a, he's a true freshman. Yeah, I think I would have liked to see it at the end. Just can you catch this guy? Good luck. Go get him because that's, but I don't think it would have mattered because I don't think Spencer had enough time to even drop back to give him time to blow by anybody. As far as, and, and I haven't listened to Beamer's press conference yet. Obviously, offensive line, th- that, was not talked about enough in the offseason, I don't think. I did not think it was going to be the case. We lost some guys, but we brought some guys in. Brought some guys back and brought some guys in. So to me, it's like, maybe they did some stunts at the line and, and confused us, maybe. The thing that kept getting us, that kept doing these corner blitzes, we would not pick up the guy to save my life. Like, frustrated the absolute hell out of me. Um, Spencer did it a couple of times. So normally, you want to throw it to the blitz side because that, if the corner's blitz and you're going to have the safety back, he's not going to recover. So he did throw it a couple of times there. Other times he was absolutely blindsided. Um, the other question about the running game, to me, if your offensive line can't pass block, we've had that in the past, normally they can run block. It's like, all right, let's get the big old Grizzlies running downhill and go hit somebody in the mouth and go get going. We couldn't do that. I don't know if it was DK as much as the O-line. I'm at one point, I know uh, we were texting the group, Clint said, put Juju in, and, Juju in and let see what he can do because he was making some good plays. We right. did that and he, he couldn't get between the tackles either. So that just to go to show me, it's just the, the running lanes at that point weren't open. But I mean, I'm glad we did that. Yeah. Is it DK not seeing holes? Is it, do we need to put Juju in? I think they did that. I don't know if any of the running backs played in that game. I'm sure they did at some point, but they actually got carries I'm not aware of. Um, you know, I didn't get to hear a lot of the broadcast just being out and about watching the game. But yeah, that's kind of my take on that, man. Like I said, I'll, I'll be more interested to see once I hear Beamer's press conference and even later in the week, they, they'll break down the game a little more as far as like, you know, it's. And, and Beamer's not one to make excuses and say, oh, it's, it's so, yeah, I would give some credit to North Carolina too. Like, I'm sure they had some things in their game plan with D-line stunts or bringing backers or whatever the case may be that probably confused our guys. But it comes mm-hmm. down to like, can you block the guy in front of you? And we couldn't do that. And and that's disappointing. So, But if Clint wants to answer that, go ahead as well. No, I mean, you pretty much nailed it. Yeah, with uh, Nicholas Harbour. Yeah, just young dude. Uh, again, more, more of a, I, I, if he would, allow himself to put on weight, he would be an incredible defensive end, but I just, he's trying to obviously run the Olympics and stuff like that. So, uh, I think he's just raw and they're, they're not going to put him out there like that. Uh, as far as DK, again, 
if, if you can't block anything, then it doesn't matter who you put back there. I do think that uh, at that point when I said that message, I saw, and this is what made me send, I saw DK. There was, it looked like he was trying to run off the left tackle, and it, I saw real estate, uh, and he, instead of like running into that real estate, kind of just lowered his shoulder into uh, their defensive end that was already being blocked. I was like, whoa, okay, like, I don't know that, what that, that was. was. Kind of, that was kind of my point is I've saw a lot of people, and you can't trust anything on Twitter necessarily, but like there was a lot of people that said like DK just didn't have the natural running back like vision and like he didn't see the holes, didn't really cut the right way and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was kind of, that was where that question was more, you know, pointed at, but, but right. yeah, no, you're, you're right. And it's not that he's bad. Again, if you're getting right. lit up, if you're getting hit before you can even make it to the line, you're not going to be successful. And uh, again, he's a, he's an incredible athlete. We've seen this throughout the years, a great team player. He's going to do whatever he can. Uh, I, I he just this is the first live game he's really been dedicated to running back and I don't think it's going to change he'll still be there it's, he'll he'll get better right. uh even like he, JC said with Juju uh that it, it didn't get much better when he got into he was a smaller back I, I think he is a little bit better a little more shifty it didn't matter dude we had times where uh, UNC would only bring three guys and we were getting sacked they, yeah. There was times yeah. where they would bring the game. four. Yeah, yeah. They, we they would bring four. We'd have like five or six defending, you know, a tight end or run back dedicated for mm-hmm. pass blocking, and we would get not just sacked. They would come free, like yeah. absolutely clean. And I'm just sitting there, like, what is happening? Like, just missed assignments left and right. And all three Again, of them, I still remember that that at the very end of the game, it was like the the line of scrimmage. You wouldn't know it was five yards back. The whole line pushed right. off the line for it. I was like. Dude, what it was world? weird. And this is North Carolina we're talking about. Like, and n- nothing against them. This is just not what we expected. And right. uh, now when we got Georgia coming in two weeks, it's, uh, that's what we going to do? We got SEC play right. coming up where defense is kind of a staple, or it should be. And we got embarrassed. I mean, that was, again, I could spend 45 minutes talking about this, but if we're going to ha- have hopes of making a bowl, because September, right. I don't know if you look at the schedule, September is a doozy for South Carolina. If, we, if we're right. going to have any hope of making a bowl, that is priority number one. We have to figure that O line out it, for the sake of just keeping Spencer somewhat healthy, uh, right. right? So, yeah, I mean, and, and we'll, next week's going to be hard to really tell, you know, if your offensive line is really going to improve or not because it's Furman. Like, yeah, yeah. of course you're right. probably anybody's going to probably run right through them, like, and then turn right around and play Georgia. It's like going to the JV squad, and you're playing freaking the varsity next week. So, mm-hmm. I don't know how much you're going to really able be able to learn in that week. Um, and one right. more question I have is Luke Doty, three receptions. Yo, crazy, yards. right? Like, what? he's not like he's our fourth string, like, out here. Like, dude, he's literally like our second. He's listed second on the depth chart out here making catches, bro. Like, and not just like trick plays wide open. Like, dude's catching over the middle, taking hits. I was, yeah. I was impressed. That, that was like the, another, probably the, the one highlight, I would say. So was he was like straight up lining up at receiver? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. Why is he lining up, but yet the five star athletes not? Like I well, get well, you Dody, if he's well, the Dody also end. knows. Well, I say knows, but it's a new coordinator. Yeah, I don't know if it's also just like a uh, maybe like a trick thing too. Like oh, okay, we got to account for this guy maybe passing. So I would think in yeah. that case they would either either stay back or come up. So I think it just changes maybe the second the way the secondary looks at it because yeah. I don't think lining up you'd expect him to be running oh, no. a post route <laughs> and like no. catching the yeah. ball. Got me impressive. too, but like, I, I know y'all did some wildcat too with DK and like, I was expecting that, but I would have thought like there's just options on your bench with that 
uh, new five star, and then freaking Lenora Sellers. Like he did, I just feel like there, there's a lot more that could be done on offense to kind of. If you see the offensive line as a problem, we can kind of spread it out and get it get it quick out to the to the wings and stuff. So I don't know. Me. I don't think as a team they thought it was going to be that big of a problem, dude. Like I was no yeah. joke. Last I was at the we were at this rooftop bar watching the end of the game, and I'm out here doing offensive line like drills. Like I'm trying to block people because <laughs> I was so mad. I'm like, how hard can this be? Like they kept running around us. I'm like getting in position and trying to trying to recruit right. some 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 people out there to try to get on our team. Like I was. It didn't really happen. I was trying, trying to get out there doing God's work. Appreciate you, some dude. Somebody's got to real quick before we move on to the next game. The the injuries report was supposed to drop like a couple hours ago before we started recording, but Beamer pretty much didn't give any exact things. But uh, Mo Caba, Juice Wells, uh, who's who else went out? Uh, Casein Henry. Uh, Eamon Worry, or however you pronounce it, and yeah, and Nicky, dude, that was honestly the the biggest hitter right there of him mm-hmm. going out. Um, they said I think status uncertain for next week, so we'll see. So hopefully, hopefully nothing's like long. Like they didn't come out and say like anyone's out for the season, so that's good news. Um, but yeah, definitely got banged yeah. up a little bit early on, which which definitely didn't and help. But one more, like wh- where was Tonka Hemingway? I see he only got one tackle, I guess. Did he get hurt too? A part of that? That's a, that that I don't know, man. That's a good question. No, he he wasn't hurt. He was there. Um, I think he did end up with what was it? Just a tackle for loss, or was it a sack? I can't remember. It was a um tot, it, which I think is just a tackle, or like uh, a team tackle or something. Yeah, yeah. no, I, he was there again. Uh, it wasn't just the offensive line, even though that was the uh, glaring issue. It was defensively too. We could not get a whole lot of push. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is. It's one of these you just can't have. Like everybody knows, you have to have a good uh, offensive line and defensive line to be successful. It doesn't matter if you've got, you know, unless you're running this crazy high tempo offense where you don't even have to have a line to to be successful. We don't run that, so you have to give your guy some time both on offense and then defensively. If you're going against a guy against Drake May, you you got to get to into his face some, and we just at least right. not enough. We we just couldn't really do that. So um, yeah, we'll yeah. we'll see. And- we'll, Good. Yeah, and and as as it looks for is like North Carolina too, like like for is just I mean, we'll preview them throughout the season and stuff. But like Drake May looked the part, you know. I, I didn't get to see him as much last year because it wasn't like oh Drake May's this you know real good guy. But like obviously we know now and watching him, he that that dude can sling it. And honestly, I remember a few years ago I forgot the dude's names. Now they they escaped me, but they had two running backs that went over a thousand yards. They're, I think North Carolina's gonna try to do that again this year. Um, British Brooks was like a he's only 5'11, 225, but he looked like a man out there. That dude had 100 yards yes. rushing, 15 carries, and they also had another guy, Amarion, yeah. Um, Amarion Hanton, 16 carries. He only had, but he had two touchdowns, but he only had 37 yards. But it seems like they're going to try to do that two back thing again. And uh, if their defense plays like that, like we'll see what Florida State does tonight. <laughs> but shoot, this team could be the second best team in the ACC, yeah. I, I agree, dude. I I'm not just saying this because we got embarrassed. Like it, they, they definitely have a decent defense now. It's not a joke. So uh, watch out for North Carolina. Yeah, just tough, man. Just tough. But you know, like anything else, we gotta put it behind us and uh, hopefully they can rally and and uh, play play up to our standard and and take care of Furman and don't have any hiccups or anything crazy going on with that game. And uh, get ready for Georgia. All right, well, let's go through the list, man. Let's recap the rest of the games. Um. I would say just overall, like 
a few surprises. One big one we'll obviously get to. Um, but other than that, I think for the most part, it went kind of the way uh, it was supposed to as far as who was favored in one night. So we're going to run through these pretty quick. Georgia, UT Martin. Georgia took care of business there. Um, Michigan, East Carolina. Michigan also took care of business there. I need to I need to have somebody else spitting on the scores maybe for me, but I'm just looking at this list. Um, Ohio State, Indiana. I know that one was like was 23 to 13 or 23 to 10. 23 to 3. 23 to 3. Okay, so but yeah. still not not a not an impressive day from an Ohio State team that at least I know on the the last episode we talked about I expect them to come out kind of slow and then they always normally end up winning by like four or five touchdowns just how it is. And Indiana is not like a a terrible team but they're definitely not up to to Ohio State standards. So I would say man like I don't know if it's the quarterback play. This isn't a game I actually got to watch in person. But um, I did run into a couple of Ohio State fans, and they were like, yeah, we, we look terrible today. So whether that's the quarterback play or the defense, um, I mean, the defense, obviously, three points. That's, that's, that's a that's spoiled good point of view, though. I would think, I too, know, right? Like, right? You, know, you, got, you got 100% because you've beaten all these teams by however much. Like, you beat a team by 20. It's the first weekend. It's a conference game, and you have a new quarterback. So, right, I like that perspective better than. But yeah. from an outside looking in, somebody that, like, doesn't really care for Ohio State that much. Uh, I'm like, yeah, they suck, but they do, they don't. I just think it's transition, new quarterback. They start off with the conference game, not an easy game. But I don't know if you, anybody got to. We'll just recap that. Real that was quick. one game. Anything. One game I actually got to watch a little bit of, and the thing that scares me, I guess, is Ohio State's offense didn't play up to standards. That's what they're complaining about. That I think will be something that kind of gets his tires going it'll they'll catch the ground and they'll kind of get running they're not going to stay scoring 23 points a game um i know again it's indiana but to only hold them to three points like they suffered suffocated that that uh offense like that if ohio state can get got that kind of defense back uh that's what they've been missing when they've played these big big games right. the past couple of years so that's yeah, your, your offense can afford to dude, if you're giving up three points you can score 23 points a game and be fine I know they're exactly. used to average scoring forty, but yeah, I, I agree too. I think that defense actually looked pretty good, um, especially first game of the year. Uh, Indiana's defense actually didn't look that terrible either. I know we're talking right. about Ohio State not scoring what we're used to seeing them scoring, but Indiana defensively they look okay uh, for a team that is not expected to do, to do a whole lot this year. So um, don't don't get too freaked out if Ohio State's not scoring fifty the first game of the year. Um, that I think they're going to be okay uh, for Indiana. Again, defense looked decent. Offense did not look good at all. So uh, hopefully they can get that figured out. But yeah, the, the post Stroud era has begun, and people are already freaking out. It's it's funny to watch. But, I mean, and they put up 380 total yards. Like, yeah, it like, just didn't equivalent to points. Like, come on, yeah, you're, you're going to be okay. Yeah, they are fine. They are fine. All right, moving on to that. Um, Alabama beat Middle Tennessee State 56 to seven. Um, the USC Trojans beat Nevada sixty-six to fourteen. Caleb Williams just adding to his um his stats for his second Heisman run, and then uh, seventh-ranked Penn State. Um, they they played West Virginia. They won thirty-eight fifteen, so they covered that twenty and a half point spread. You guys got anything on that? Didn't you guys able to catch any of that game? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I saw that they covered that spread like at the very last the last few seconds of the game, right? Um, I, I've heard that James Franken is—he's no means a better on any of these games, but he knows—he knows the spread. I tell you that. But uh, the thing I took from this game is 
West Virginia has been, it's the same team they've been for years. It's been kind of meh, whatever, not, not great, but an average team in the Big Ten. But Drew Aller is, is real. Um, that's what I think a lot of Penn State fans wanted to hear coming out of this game is right. how does he look against a formidable opponent? And boy, 21 and 29, 325 and three touchdowns. And, um, I, I didn't get to see a whole bunch of this game, but like I've heard he was just, you know, going through his progressions, look real calm in the pocket. Um, that that's that's scary to hear. Yeah, I I actually didn't get to watch most of this game either, but I, I was gonna say, yeah, of course I had West Virginia in the points and right there towards the end. It was like, um, <laughs> okay. All right, appreciate that. Yeah, they they look good. Um hey, listen, with you know, maybe Ohio State and them they're they're not gonna be able to score. 50 60 points a game like they used to so uh when you look at somebody at penn state maybe these games are closer than we we expect and it's actually some um some hard-fought games when when they end up do playing each other so it's it's gonna be fun to watch yeah they ran the ball well they just they didn't have to like give their their main duo a ton of carries i think they got probably 25 30 carries between the two they split them up mm-hmm. pretty evenly the next game which i will say and i, I might even take some of jacob's thunder and uh, maybe I'll get a temporary tattoo for what I'm about to say, that yeah. Michael Penix is now third on the Heisman list behind, we'll get to this later, behind Travis Hunter, Shador Sanders, and then it's Michael Penix Jr. Because 29 of oh, 40, really? 450 yards and five tuds, and absolutely trounced Boise State, who a lot of people had on upset alert. They On game day, they're showing all the Boise State openers they've yeah. had every single year. I think Clint took Boise in the points. so. I would say surprising. They didn't get to watch it, but I saw some highlights. Left-handed dude, the same left-handed like pose that Jacob's got on his lower back, slinging bombs down the Sorry. field, dude. I'll tell you what. I didn't watch the game. The highlights were exciting. Uh, go ahead, Clint. I mean, no, oh, dude, speechless. Your Left them being... speechless. Yeah. No, <laughs> no I'll, I'll leave my words. I mean, listen, I, I'm not going to say that I, I, I was saying Penix is terrible, uh, but I will definitely say that uh, – I thought Boise State was going to keep it a lot closer than what it was. Um, hell, I, I even said that it was a, a upset alert uh, that y- y'all should be tuning into, and that was a terrible uh, advice because that was not even close. Dude, Penix, it was buttery what he was throwing out there. I mean, just smooth. I mean, yeah. dimes. I was like, okay, I need to re- reevaluate my evaluation of Penix because he looks <laughs> damn good out there. Yeah, man. They look good. Yeah, I always you know, pause even myself and say, hey, First game of the year. It was a good opponent. First game of the year. But this is what he is capable of. Um, this dude, I, he's he's really damn good. That's all I got to say. Yeah, you don't have to say much, man. We just show that tattoo off and and then that's enough, man. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm happy that your guy proved it to us, you know. Uh, next game, Texas and Rice, 11th ranked Longhorns, took care of business. The JT Daniels led. Rice Owls didn't really put much of a fight up. 37 to 10. Quinn Ewers look good, man. I'm excited for uh, next week when we got old Texas-Alabama, right? Is that correct? Texas-Alabama. Game day is going to be there. Quinn Ewers look good in a little uh, touch-up game ready for the Crimson Tide. So next week is going to be exciting. But yeah, they took care of business, man. Nothing crazy. Um, Malik Murphy got a couple snaps as backup. No Arch Manning, which not surprised. But I know if if he gets in, that would have been the talk as well. I mean, to me, it actually did surprise me a little bit. I figured they would give him a few snaps, but I don't know. I don't coach. I don't, you know, just keep keeping your prize possession on the sideline, just keep him healthy, <laughs> right. just in case. But uh, yeah, I think they started kind of slow. 
But again, like you know, Jacob mentioned it several times. First, first week, every, most teams are going to start off slow. So, um, yeah, nothing really to note other than they, yeah, they look good, and um, <clears throat> it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, they kept Arch Manning on the sideline, so they wouldn't have. There would be no tape on him, you know, if he somehow had to go in against Alabama, and just there's no pressure on Quinn. Like this is actually Quinn's job. So yeah, they Dude, didn't want to do that. Listen, he's not taking his job this year. And he definitely right. taking it versus Alabama. I watched the spring game or watched most of Arch's highlights in the spring game. Dude's not ready yet. I'm not saying he's not. I think he's going to be good. Oh, yeah. But he he just ain't ready. And Quinn's on another level. I mean, if, if you remember, Quinn coming out was like one of the top 10 quarterback prospects of all time, at least when oh, yeah. oh, yeah. they gave him. So I don't think he's worried about it. Um, yeah, and I'd be more worried about Malik Murphy, dude. You see a picture of that dude. That dude looks like a middle linebacker from yeah. some NFL team. So <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, when uh, I tuned in <clears throat> a, a few times, I was flipping through, and right. uh, one of the times it was towards the end of the game, I flipped over to the Texas game, and he was taking the snap, and I thought they were in Wildcat, and some some running back was taking the snap. <laughs> I was like, whoa! When I, when I realized it was him, I was like, okay, that guy's, you know, that's, that's a specimen right there. So yeah, they they got plenty of talent to work with. Specie man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Tennessee, Virginia. A lot of talk about Virginia. This is, I think, the first game they played since they had that horrific incident out there in Charlottesville. Um, but Tennessee, man, took care of business. 49-13. Milton didn't do anything crazy, but he took care of business. Thing threw for 200 yards. Um, yep. Yeah, 21-30, 200 yards, two touchdowns. So nothing crazy there. Their five-star recruit guy. I'm not going to even try to pronounce his last name. Got in for a couple of snaps. But look, Virginia is just not... Yeah, something like that. Virginia's just not ready to to compete. I don't even no. think in the ACC right now. So Tennessee no. handled that pretty easily. Yeah, and and Elliot even said like after the game, I'm just happy the boys was out there. You know, so yeah, this is what we expected. <laughs> I was gonna mention that too. Yeah, just his comments towards the end. But uh, I did watch a little bit of the big um, <clears throat> the first half of that game, and I was interested to see if they're gonna let um, Milton kind of air it out some, got kind of get a feel for his touch again. Uh, <clears throat> while the, you know they're playing some of the Virginia, but uh, it didn't look like they were doing that at all. It looked like a lot of dink and dunk, a lot of you know short passes. So uh, unless I missed something, I don't think um, he got a lot of you know um, practice with you know deep balls. So we'll see this going into you know SEC player. In, uh, I don't have their schedule up right now, but um, <clears throat> yeah, that's something to watch out for. Again, we, I mentioned this in the preview. Virginia's not going to be the kind of team that's going to expose that anyway. So. Uh, yeah, good win for them, and um, we'll see how they do moving forward. Yeah, Milton doesn't have to throw the ball very much whenever they run it for 52 times for th- almost 300 yards and yeah, five yeah. touchdowns. So, yeah. Like, yeah, they were good. But it was interesting to see Kobe Pace. I think he looked okay. Seven carries, 39 yards, old Clemson guy. So that was kind of fun to see. But uh, Tony Musket, they're going to have a long season. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I'm, I'm excited to see how he's going to play. Um the rest of the year, because I'm kind of like a, I wouldn't say a Joe Milton hater. I think I'm just a realist when it comes to the places he's been before and why he hasn't been the starter. Um, right. But we'll see. We got a got a few more games, so we're gonna we're gonna bring on our uh, our Notre Dame resident fan Ian. He's gonna jump hey. in and talk a little Notre Dame and maybe some other games because me and him watched a few games uh, while we were out bopping around Charlotte. Um. So Notre Dame played Tennessee State, kind of took care of business. I will say a slow start. We were both kind of surprised by the slow start they had. Um, Ian, welcome to the show, man. Uh, glad to have you on, buddy. 
Glad to be here, gentlemen. First <laughs> guest. How's it going? First guest. We're, we're on, man. We're on. That's right. Here I am. Clint, Jacob in the middle. I think you've probably met him before. And Clint's on the right-hand side with the Carolina flag. We've, we've got all our uh, anger and stress out, so we're ready to move on to talk about some other teams. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so tell us about Notre Dame, man. Slow start, but you guys took care of business like 56-3. to three. Was that the final score? Yeah. 56-3. Yeah, that was the final there. Tell you what, they're so far looking sharp. Looking really sharp. However, the competition that we're playing is not quite where we're at. So we're going to have to pass down the road. Like next week at NC State will be a much better test for for Notre Dame. But I'm loving what I'm seeing so far. I mean, Sam Hartman is coming out doing everything that you know, people said he was going to do and then some. So as a Notre Dame fan, I'm sitting back <clears throat> watching the show. I am excited for the rest of the games this season. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, then, no, yeah. Obviously, it's awesome to have you on because we kind of get like lengthy with freaking South Carolina and Clemson talk here. Um, <laughs> obviously, we, we played in a pretty good bowl game last year, uh, which was awesome to see. I know we had opt outs <clears throat> on either side of you know uh, the teams there, so uh, still a fun game. Um, but yeah, Sam Hartman, uh, we we talked about this um, after uh, week zero games, dude. Looks like he fits like so well uh just almost like he's been there for several years already knows the system it looks like pretty well um but something i want to kind of bring up too and you can kind of talk about the the defense man i I know they haven't been playing stout teams but uh they're not nobodies uh at, at least with navy and whatnot but uh i don't think they've given up a touchdown yet um which is pretty impressive through two weeks no matter who you're playing so uh how how do you feel about that defense over there so far, I'm loving it. You know, my, my worry of Marcus Freeman coming in as the head coach was this team would be tilted more toward a you know, defensive powerhouse and not so much an offense. But with Sam Hartman in there, that flips the script for us, which is great. But their defense is hungry. Mm. They're out to prove something this year. And I have been extremely impressed with, uh, you know, just with their overall effort. Loving it. Yeah, this defense has been scary so far. Um, and you have another test coming up, NC State, then you got Central Michigan, but the big one's Ohio State. Um, what are you thinking as of right now? I don't know if you got to see any of Ohio State, but do you think this team can can definitely compete at, You know, with Ohio State? you think they can beat them? Yeah, I, I did not see any of the Ohio State game. I think coming off of last year's loss to Ohio State, we were Notre Dame was in that game. Right, they were leading. I think up until the start of the fourth quarter, and we're going to look back at that game and say, you know what, we were with these guys the whole game. They pulled away in, in the last quarter, but I absolutely think we can play with with them. And now that it's going to be in South Bend this year, it's going to be a great environment. I think it's going to be more of a defensive battle like it was last year, but that's going to be a great one. There's going to be a lot of eyes on that game, especially. You know, our head coach, Marcus Freeman, playing at Ohio State in his day. It's going to be it's going to be an exciting one. I'm. I can't wait for that. So I know we didn't we didn't get to not that we didn't get to. We kind of skipped over with with them not being in the conference. So we didn't actually cover Notre Dame as far as a preview, like going into this year, as far as breaking down their schedule, predictions and all that stuff. But I'd be interested to see your point of view and then uh, 
Clint Jacob, yours as well, as like as far as them being an actual contender to, for the playoffs, right? Because not only are they ranked high enough to start of the season, not only do you guys finally for the last probably since and correct me if I'm wrong, we we talked about this today, going back to like Brady Quinn, as far as and and you guys didn't even have a necessary championship team then, but you have a legitimate quarterback to make a run and you have the schedule that if you guys make it you're I don't think you're gonna make it scot free, but you go you lose one game maybe. You guys have Ohio State on um on the schedule. You guys have Southern Cal on the schedule. You guys come to Clemson on the schedule. Like you guys have opportunities to beat real teams. And so like do you think you guys have a real shot at making the fourteen playoff or is this a team that's like, all right, we're not gonna have Hardman next year. Let's maybe the twelve team playoff will get it. But like how do you feel confidence wise that you guys actually might make a run? I think we'll have to run the table. It's just because we we can't rely on a conference championship to win that because we're not we're not in one. So I do think we'll have to run the table. It's too tough to tell right now. I mean, we we just haven't played a, I guess, a good enough opponent to to really right. know. And Ohio State at home, that's great. Southern Cal's at home. Going to Clemson's going to be a tough game. So just seeing Notre Dame right now. Do we have a shot? Sure, but to win all three of those games, it's going to be tough. Going to be tough. I think we'll be in all of them, but to say confidently we can take all three, a little tough. Yeah, that'll be definitely hard. The thing I'm most impressed with so far is the offensive line. I mean, obviously not giving up a touchdown. Everybody goes to the defense right now, but that offensive line, I don't even think Sam Hartman's been touched. I don't think he's been sacked so far this year. Again, you know, not maybe lackluster the, the the games they're playing the opponents they're playing but I mean that scares me as a Clemson fan right now because that's I mean JC you, sure. you know very well from South Carolina game that people don't think about that they always think about the skill players and uh, transfer quarterback coming in and stuff I'm sorry but like you know that that offensive line is one of the best in the country that's something you got to be stoked about absolutely yep and our running game is stout as well so it's gonna be it's too early to tell it is too early to tell but I am. Really liking what I'm seeing thus far, and I mean, let's go. You know, let's, let's get this season going. I am pumped. Hey, as what, is every Notre Dame fan. What? Sorry, real quick. What scares you more? It, I, I pulled up a schedule, and dude, I mean, it's it's kind of a ridiculous schedule. Uh, obviously, <laughs> we talked about it playing Ohio State, eat Clemson, USC, but even in between, there, there's no not a whole lot of slouches because you're still playing Duke. Uh, you get Pittsburgh. Uh, I mean, you might not get a break all the way up till the last two weeks of the year, maybe just the last week with Wake Forest and then Stanford. Um, what's, what, what scares you a little bit more? Uh, obviously, uh, small sample size so far this year, but uh, having Ohio State at home or being at Clemson, which one are you more like worried about? You already said it. You already said it. <laughs> away at Clemson. Away yeah. at Clemson. They're, they're, they're coming back for some, some revenge from last year. Absolutely. And that, all place, right, cool. yeah. that place is. I genuinely think right now. No, like y'all would be favored possibly having those games at home and we're not sure how Ohio State's offense looks. Right, right now, I know like some people around here like to throw a little money on some games. Like you'd probably be throwing some money on <laughs> like, you know, some Notre Dame games. Y'all y'all would be favored. We're gonna we're gonna get to we're he's gonna at least stay around for the and as long as you want, but definitely for the TCU Colorado game, and we'll talk about money getting thrown around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've 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 been burned this weekend for sure. We absolutely did. <laughs> Uh, and the dedication <laughs> this guy shows that. to college football and the sports gambling world does not need to go unnoticed. So I'll, I'll loop you guys in. Uh, I might have oh. looped Jacob in on it, but we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, but 
I, I know Clint, you you kind of turned around on him and asked him, "What do you think their chances are? are do you think they're a legitimate team, or do you think it's going to be too tough to?" I think they could make the playoff losing one game, depending on if that one game is one of these ranked opponents, right? I, I would. Well, I mean, yeah, I would say if they lose, if they win two out of three to Ohio State, USC, and Clemson, and they run the table, like, I don't know how you guys aren't in the playoff. You guys are ranked thirteenth now, right? I guess it would yeah. de- depend how it would go, but like that'd be tough as a committee to keep that team out, right? With that schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I. I agree. Yeah, that, I don't think you would have to win out, especially just the way the rest of the the, the nation is playing out with how the SEC is, especially on the West side. Kind of, you know, LSU, Alabama, maybe Texas A and M. We'll see. And then ACC, you have uh, obviously Clemson and Florida State going to be duking it out, and now maybe UNC after what we just saw against South Carolina. Uh, and then you got Pac twelve, which they got the four, three or four teams are they're just going bananas, so they might just beat up on each other. Y'all just might be in a perfect situation where, hey, even if you drop one, especially kind of early, like say maybe Ohio State and it's a close game, but you went out sure. the rest of the way, dude, I I would not be surprised at all. And I would I would hope that y'all would be in. Because again, through the first two games of the year, I get it. You haven't been playing, you know, dominant teams, but you, you've done what you're supposed to do. You're, you're beating teams handedly and impressively. And uh, people like good quarterback play. And y'all have that. Uh, so when it comes to the playoff committee, I think they're going to, if it plays out that way, to even if you lose close to Ohio State or something like that, you, you carry on for the rest of the year and you only have one loss, <clears throat> I think the committee's going to be like, oh, this is definitely one of the top four teams. Uh, and, and we just want it in there anyway for, it's going to be good football. It'd be fun to watch Notre Dame playing some of these other guys in the playoffs. So yeah, absolutely. And I will say, I don't know if I can put. I don't have the Heisman list yet. You weren't in here when I gave. I have. I have three guys right now on my Heisman list, and it's uh Travis Hunter number one, Shadur Sanders number two, and then Michael Penix Jr. Jacob <laughs> has tattooed on him. By the way, that is his. That's that's my top three right now because he threw for four hundred fifty yards and five touchdowns. So hopefully Hardman start playing some teams. I'll put him on the list. He's got some ties to South Carolina, so always uh keep an eye on him. Let's uh let's move on from the Notre Dame talk. Unless you got anything else. And we'll go to Oregon basketball. This scored eight, no, the football team scored eighty-one points. <laughs> yeah, right. um, yeah. Well done. Which uh, somebody, I think it was you, Clint, might have informed me that the mascot was a you did five hundred like forty-six yeah. push-ups for like every yeah. total for all the touchdowns. That is absolutely wild. I mean, it's Portland State, but damn, that's it's a lot of points, man. Dude was gassed. Yeah, I was yeah. watching a video of it. I think I sent it to you guys. It was hilarious. I I, I don't know exactly. How to do it. I guess every when they score, he does as many push-ups as the score is every single score so uh, yeah uh, uh dude dude he got his uh his money's worth out of that game because i don't he uh, does, he was does, on the ground y'all know, he was standing up do y'all know if like oregon they had something personally against portland state because they put up 729 yards like did somebody know somebody then this is like personal somebody say something about somebody's mom like what's going I, on? I I said I don't think Bo Nix is like that legit, but I didn't go ham on him like I did Oklahoma. So I don't think I I sparked Oklahoma this weekend, guarantee it. But I did not spark Bo Nix. I don't think. Yeah, that was all you, for sure. I, <laughs> I didn't go into Bo Nix like that though. I went in. I went in Oklahoma for sure. But you, yeah, right. Um, yeah. I, I think mean, they we talked did a mascot change. Who's Portland State? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Even still, oh. though, I mean. It, I, I, I made a joke earlier. You could go, you could go against a uh, a middle school team, and uh, some <laughs> some of these college teams might not score that many points just because it's hard to just make that many completions and touch. I mean, that's a ridiculous showing from Oregon. It's awesome to see uh, a great start to the year. Uh, again, this this 
Pac-12 for its last year of glory is wild right. looking so far. So we'll see how that plays yeah. out. All right. Well, I'm gonna. Th- this next game is is gonna be the talk of the weekend for sure. Already has been the talk. Um, and before we we break down the game, I just want to give you an insight. We talked about throwing some money around. Ian, I want you to share the story of just your dedication, commitment level to sports and gambling and what you did for both of us. And then I also want you to tie that in on how TCU and Deion Sanders, I'm sorry, TCU versus Colorado and the Deion Sanders-led Colorado Buffaloes absolutely pretty much took all that away at noon on Saturday. So go ahead, Ian. I'm going to give you the floor and just tell us uh, how our weekend started. Sure. So, gentlemen, I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, and currently North Carolina is not a online phone gambling state. However, it will be in 2024. And I did a little research, and thanks to Google Maps, I figured out that the state of Virginia is only one hour away from where I live in Raleigh. So, on Friday night, after I got done with work, I took a little drive and I drove (laughs) an hour and 12 minutes to the state of Virginia to a rest stop. And I spent about 45 minutes at that rest stop (laughs) so that I could place a handful of bets on my phone via FanDuel. What an absolute degenerate, dude. Sorry, I'm not going to cut you off, but this is already awesome. I'm not even complimenting him. (laughs) I called JC and I'm like, hey, what do you want to bet? I'm live. I'm here. I'm in the state. Let's go. Put your bets in. And I put down a couple parlays. He did as well. Both of us had TCU in those parlays. And what happened? What I mean, happened? I had a 13... game number one of our parlay started game at one. noon and it just went down right there. I mean, this is like 12, 13 team parlays. Like, putting in like 20, 30 bucks trying to win a G bar. Like we had yeah. high hopes. Oh yeah. High hopes. Absolutely. And Dion was like, ah, prime time. Here yeah, we yeah. go. <laughs> Do you so believe we, now? I believe that FanDuel took my money. <laughs> Rightfully so. But that was, it was well worth it. Right. We had some action on some games <laughs> and it just made the, it's just made the weekend that much more interesting. It's all about the experience. For two hours. We thought I was going to get... We, I literally told him, I was like, all right, the biggest games I'm going to have is I got South Carolina straight up tonight, and then I got Penn State uh, by 20 and a half. I need that. So I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to be stressed out until 10 o'clock tonight. Sure. 2.30, not even. Like, Over. halftime, we're like, man, I don't want to cheer against Dion, but like... Our money's gone and we can't make more bets. Like we can't drive. We actually looked it up. I think Tennessee might have been closer to Charlotte at that point. Um, but we weren't gonna drive back. So No, that'd yeah. be insane. Did y'all have the spread in that game or did you just pick straight up? That was a straight up part of our parlay. Dang. Hmm. That's ah, that burns. Don't get us wrong. We lost other games in, well, thank, in, thankfully, in, in the thank, parlays, thank thankfully. You. It wasn't just <laughs> uh, Colorado over TCU, but Sometimes you got to do you got to do some extreme things to put your to put your bets in and listen up. You know, driving an hour to the border, you got to do it on a <laughs> Friday night. Yeah. Why not? 
I'm not yeah, one to judge anybody's addiction. So you do what you got to do. I, <laughs> hey, I'm impressed, like you said, to, to the dedication. But uh, <clears throat> that's that's awesome. I do. I quit doing parlays because I used to do them all the time. And it, I saw a saying. It was like, no matter how long or how big your parlay is, you're always going to lose by one. Like one game is going <laughs> to get you. Dude, it, and that was <clears throat> so true for when I would bet. So I quit playing parlays. So good on you guys for uh, it, not just for making that drive and getting your money but look at being a bro and looking out for old boy here hey hey i got you mm, you're, that's you're right hey, it's, <laughs> hit me up i sent yeah. i sent him the send him the parlay he called me made sure it was right locked it in talked about some games man, i probably convinced see, him to take a few man. that didn't help and vice versa mm-hmm. and, i did follow your lead and you uh i led you astray you did yeah you did <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody I'm, else has spent more than 45 minutes at a rest stop though. Like that's doing it at a rest stop too. Like that's another thing. Was a, you said it was a pretty nice. It one was. Too, right? It was nice. Oh, it was nice. They had like 10 vending machines in there. You know, I I, I wasn't <laughs> make, actually it, I wasn't actually in the uh, the rest stop. Classic. It's, yeah. it's a sports gambling. I tell you what, rest area. I was hoping there'd be some other some other bros in there <laughs> putting their bets yeah. in and then driving back to Raleigh. I think I'm gonna start a club every every Friday night. We'll just roll up there and place our bets for the weekend, and then come back. That's oh awesome. man, is this something you're gonna do more of now that you know this? You know, I I do plan on doing it a few more times this fall, just for some NFL games and you know probably college games as well. But it's looking like January 8th will be the uh, the date in which it becomes legal in North Carolina. So not we're not super far away, but it's just nice having some action on these games over the weekend, you know, and an right. hour drive, like two hours total. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. I mean, maybe, hopefully, FanDuel will hear this and send you some gas money or something. Wouldn't that be something? I mean, that'd be nice. Or just make it legal. Like, we're at least you're there. South Carolina ain't getting any time soon. Don't look like it. No. <laughs> yeah, not that I've heard. Um, all right, so back to the game. I will say, personally, <clears throat> I uh, I didn't necessarily think that Deion Sanders would be a failed thing at Colorado. I didn't think they were going to win this game, that's for sure. Now with the, this influx of people, I don't care how much talent you have coming in, you got an influx of people, man, you got to learn a whole new system, the whole new culture. These aren't guys that got recruited here initially, a lot of them. So that's tough. I also did not know that Shador Sanders could absolutely just sling the rock like that. I mean, I knew he was a good player. Like, Don't get me wrong. And I knew he was more than just, he's not just an athlete playing quarterback. I, I get that. He, he's an actual quarterback. Dude was sling. I mean, there are a couple of throws he made on the sideline we were watching. I was like, I mean, you could not have placed the ball any better. Um, so I, look, it, it was kind of hard to cheer against Colorado there because I, I kind of wanted Dion to to do well. But dude, they shocked the world, man. I don't think there were many people that to pick them to win, let alone cover. And I think we might have all been in that same boat um, as far as our whole podcast goes. Um, but man, dude, they uh. They got some dudes. They got some dudes. So, Clint, did you get to catching that game or? or uh, so least, I watched. I'm not, <clears throat> I watched the entire game. Yeah. Um, first off, a couple things. I think you can make multiple statements and they all be true. Uh, one of which is, yeah, you beat a ranked TCU, and uh, the thing is, oh, we we just beat a. They were just in the the national championship. Uh, yes, they were, but this is not the same exact team. You know, they lost a lot. Um, and they were already on kind of a Cinderella run. So let, let's, I, I get the sentiment, but this is not the, the, the playoff TCU team that we saw last year. 
Um, also, I think the and, and maybe by design, <clears throat> Dion has kind of made this a like everybody against this type thing. It's like no, they're not against you. It's just like it's an absolute circus of, of what's going on right now, and then bringing that many players and it it tr- just trying to get all that to mesh together. Uh, it, it's a tall order. And so, yeah, naturally people are just gonna be like, Oh, let's wait and see. And dude, he, he honestly, I, I'll, I'll be the first to say, I did not expect this at all. I talked about in our game preview that, um, it was a situation where I think they have a few big plays because of the talent they have, but they wouldn't be able to string something together. JC, you mentioned dude, Sanders at quarterback, dude, that guy, not, he wasn't just like, there was, it was, it was lucky that he only had that many yards because there were some dives that he threw down the sideline that were in the breadbasket that got dropped. Uh, so it, even with the number he put up as far as yardage, it, he could have had more. That guy looked impressive. Um, obviously, Travis Hunter is probably the, maybe the biggest talk of the game playing both sides. I think they said something. He played like 129 snaps, something which is like 141. Okay. It's some ridiculous way, number, an yeah, absolute, and that doesn't happen for those listening at home. That doesn't that doesn't really happen, not especially not in, in Power Five football. Like you don't play that many. You might play one offs here and there uh, of both ways, but you're not going to sit there and play the entire game, not going to the sideline. That's yeah. And insane. he said he wasn't even tired at, at the end of the game. He was yeah, like, he's yeah, ready to play another quarter. Yeah, uh, dude. And the interception. I don't know if anybody saw it that oh, he had yeah. towards towards the goal line where he came off of his assignment read it perfectly diving and i mean that is top notch defensive play right there uh <clears throat> again uh, it's it was impressive and i i i don't like the whole like uh everybody doubted us I, I don't think that was the case it's like dude we just hadn't seen it yet uh but i honestly it's going to be wild to see how this plays out the odds have completely been shaken up as far as like uh uh conference championship odds and Heisman stuff. We've seen that. Uh, so a great game for them. I mean, TCU, uh, that, uh, that sucks for that because now they're talking the nation losing to Colorado who has a completely new team. Um, uh, top to bottom coaches, players, everybody, but dude, awesome games. Watch out for Sanders. Dude, that guy looked impressive uh, and can play on any stage. It looks like so. Uh, yeah, that, that was wild. Right. I really think TCU is still a decent team. Like they're not, you know, the 80th best team in the nation or something, but um, they're still a good team. So I think this is just going to be an adjustment in rankings. So this was still the only loss by three. Um, but I, like you said before the podcast, Clint, like I'm just surprised at how much TCU hit him in the mouth and then Colorado answered. And then TCU hit him in the mouth, Colorado answered. It was just a back and forth game. Um, and this wasn't just a nobody TCU team. Like, I mean, they lost people. Don't get me wrong. This is not the same team from last year, but they still had uh cornerback, Josh Newton, who was first team, all big 10 or all big 12 last year. Um, and in the preseason, all, he was a preseason all American this year and he had 47 career starts. Like they've got, they still got some talent there. And like you said, uh, Shadur Sanders just still just slung it all over him. Um, that kind of came out of nowhere. And like, we're talking about Travis Hunter playing both ways. This five-star freshman Dylan Edwards, he mm-hmm. didn't play defense, but he played both ways. He had six rushes and a rushing touchdown and three receiving touchdowns. Like, that dude came out of nowhere, too. We knew he was going to be good, but, like, this whole team is just – there's a lot of excitement. This is going to be a fun team to watch. I'm excited to see what they can kind of do the rest of the year. 
Um, Cause they don't have a crazy easy schedule, but we'll just see what they can do from here. But this, that was just one of the, that I hope in like eight to 10 weeks, we can still sit back and say, man, that first week against TCU, this was still one of the better games of the year. Cause this was a really, 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 really good game. Oh yeah. Th- th- they're definitely going to win more games. That was not surprising at all. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Me and Ian were sitting there watching the game. What do you think about that, dude? In, in short, my first thing I did after the game was I looked at Colorado's schedule, and I said, I went down the down the list, and I'm like, when do they play Southern Cal? When do they play Oregon? Cannot wait to watch those games. That's the first thing I did. So I mean mm-hmm. that that right there is the impact of that game. It was. Crazy to watch. It was super fun. No one expected that. But I'm excited to watch them against some of the big boys in their conference. That's going to be great football. And I think the rest of you know, their fan base is probably the same way. They got to be you know, jumping out of their shoes for, uh, for that victory on the road. I mean, the good thing is, is now when those games come, like you're definitely going to drive the Virginia for those. And Dion's going to recoup oh, yeah. your money for sure when we start <laughs> betting on him. Because, dude, yeah, I'm the same way. Like, Nebraska's not beating Colorado next week, dude. I will, I will bet whatever, right. like whatever, dude. Yeah. I will eat my socks, bro. Like right. they don't have an offense, bro. <laughs> like we already know that, and you know why they don't have an offense. And if you don't know why they don't have an offense, look it up. I'm not gonna go on this rant. <clears throat> Offensive coordinator, <laughs> it's just not. They're not gonna compete with them. They cannot outscore Colorado. Like they can. Honestly, right I now, totally I don't know agree. many teams that can, just based on uh, that roster and their output. So yeah, so. Little fun fact about Dylan Edwards. Uh, Dion said he coached him since he was like seven. Like that's how they got him there. So like he's known him forever. And uh, favorite quote from the weekend. And me and Ian both did the same. They looked at each other. He, you know, press conference or interview on the field. Travis Hunter's there. Shador Sanders there. And Dion looks at him. He's like, "We're getting a hot tub on the plane for this guy." That's <laughs> Travis. <Yeah. laughs> like, yeah. one, that. he can afford that. And two, that's just like. That's just awesome <laughs> to hear a head coach say, like, yeah, and also like on their jerseys too. I don't know if you saw this; they don't have oh, yeah, big C's yeah, for yeah. captains. Yeah, they've got like L's and D's, I think, and the L's like for leader and D's for like dog. Yeah, which dogs. is just that's we need more like awesome. modern guys like that in college football. Yeah, I didn't dude, know this we is... could we could put anything on our jerseys. Ian earlier was like, "Let's put BMF on it, dude." Bad mother effort. <laughs> yeah, if no yeah. one's like, if no one's saying, telling us what we can put on it, right? Why not? Sure. I can't believe oh, no. how well this worked out for I, I, like him in the, like the post game uh, press conferences. Like, he's like, "Dude, I keep receipts." Like, and just calling people out, bro. Yep. Like, this worked out perfectly for them on a big stage playing a ranked opponent. Uh, they they might want to find a little bit of defense, though. They gave up forty two. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. You got a potent offense, but you don't want to have to score fifty points every single game to win. So, uh, yeah. but again. <laughs> It's wild. I just can't imagine. Doing. I just can't imagine the reception they're going to get when they play next week at home. Like, I right. can't imagine that Colorado yeah. crowd. I know they've already sold out. I think all their home games, like sold all the season tickets and stuff. But just imagine that crowd. You know, uh, game day is going there at some point this year. Oh, yeah. oh 100%. imagine that crowd. If it weren't for Texas and Alabama next week, they probably would be there just for the heck of it. I would imagine. Well, they got they Colorado, play- Oregon State down the road, so they may go there then. Oh yeah, well, they play well, at Oregon, Oregon State two weeks from now, so. Or three weeks. Oh, exactly. That's exactly why. Yeah, you know they like to go to Colorado, probably. Oh, they, they're playing at home to the USC. And that's, yeah, that's at home. Yep. They'll probably go there. Dude, we should go to that game. 
<laughs> that would be in the go to. Can you can you bet in Colorado? Yeah, FanDuel's legal. Yeah, yes, you can. Yes. I've yes. Okay. honestly the most of my and Oregon. The most of my sports betting has probably <laughs> taken place in Colorado. I would think. Just nice. from past travels. Uh hasn't worked out well there either. All right, let's move on from old Dion. Um we don't have to worry, but we'll we'll be talking about him again next week, I'm sure. Uh Wisconsin Badgers took on Buffalo. Pretty slow start, man. They didn't pull away into the very end. Um, I actually kind of worried Buffalo was going to pull the upset there. They ended up winning 38-17. I didn't get a catch any of it, um, but I don't know. Buffalo's kind of have, have had some decent teams in the past, but I just think another maybe Big Ten team, that not another Big Ten team, but a Big Ten team that doesn't have a big offense. Outside of Ohio State, Michigan, you don't got a lot of crazy good offenses coming out of there. I didn't get a chance to see it, and I don't know what Wisconsin is supposed to do this year, but they were probably on our parlay. Which <laughs> they may have been. They started off slow, but they ended up, you know, I don't know if they covered their whatever their spread was, but they uh finished business thirty eight seventeen. So and I don't I don't know if you you may have we may have skipped right over, but Kansas State beat southeastern Missouri State forty five nothing. Nothing much to say there. Just didn't want to leave the Kansas State Wildcats out. No, no, good looks, good looks. Appreciate that. Yep. Um yeah. Clint, you got anything on Wisconsin? No, I mean I think we talked about it before where they're trying to develop something other than just a run game, but I think even still they had a pretty good run uh, offensive showing as far as um, rushing. So, yeah, I mean, uh, again, they're, they're trying to revamp that a little bit and get a little more uh, uh, in the air action. So uh, a good start. I, again, yeah, it started slow. We talked about it 16 times. It's first week uh, of this season. So, um, yeah, that, I mean, they won. That's That's all that matters. So. Yeah, so, and Ches Malusi, their running back, that could be like this year's Blake Corum. Like kind of yeah. come on the scene and possibly be a Heisman candidate. So, I mean, they're known for O-line and running backs, so we'll yep. see. So just now, like literally going, moving on to the next game, I was about to tell you guys that I'm a man. I'm ready to own up to my mistakes. But there's a caveat. I'm still ready to own up to my mistakes. But there's no but, caveat. No, there's, there's a caveat. No, caveat. no, no there's no. a caveat. Listen, this is why. This is why, Clint. Because at the end of the day, it's Arkansas State. And that's what I just remembered just now. And that's why I'm not totally going against what I said last week. <laughs> Oklahoma decided to listen to our podcast last week and hear all the things I had to say about them. <laughs> the fact that they shouldn't be ranked top 20, which I still stand by. The fact that uh, actually maybe they can be 21 through 25. The fact that they have underperformed. <laughs> the fact that they should not be ranked going into the season. but. All that being said, they put an absolute shellacking on Arkansas State and won 73-0. I do just, I want to hear y'all's perspective on this, knowing what I said last week. Jacob, I just, first, I'll go to, I'll, I'll defer to you first. What Are you just like sitting there just absolutely just ready to get on here and just for this, con- like for this moment right here? Because that's what I was kind of thinking. I'm sitting here the whole time like, damn, they are proving me wrong. And not only proved me wrong, like shoving it in my throat. So I just like could imagine you guys just absolutely just like just laughing and smiling, just ready for this moment. So what? Uh, I know you didn't watch the game because I don't think it was probably on TV um, because it's Arkansas State. But no, I mean I'm not gonna sit here and say I I was ready just to jump right on it. Um, I definitely think that your comments or your perspective on it was just rushed. I think and. 
I know you had the whole last year and everything, but we were just trying to tell you, hey, this team was good. They just first year coach and stuff, and you don't need to hear the whole thing again. But it was good to see Dylan Gabriel go out there and play um, 308 yards, two touchdowns, and their future is even bright too. Jackson Arnold came in 11 for 11, 114 in a tutty. Like this team, that's what we're trying to tell you is I understand you, they, based on last year's results, they didn't deserve, quote, to be ranked 20th. But this team's got talent on top of talent on top of talent. This is a, a second string that's got a lot of talent and a third string that's got three stars. Um, so that alone is why they kicked Arkansas State's ass. And that's why they deserve to be ranked at least in the top 25. So this is not really a surprise. And I'm not going to jump on your your case right now. I mean, you should. I it's mean- week one. It's week one. <laughs> So if this happens again and week six comes around and they're like five, uh, five and oh, six and oh, whatever they are, and they've kicked people's ass by 50, I'm going to definitely on look at you and be like, oh, okay, buddy. And I didn't say they don't deserve to be ranked at any point during the season. I did say that. I just said they should not have started the season out top 20. And I said some other things, but I know Clint's like ready. <laughs> yeah, you just, did. Uh, yeah. Bro. Okay. No, I'm not going to sit there and just smash it. Although I'm like, I'm so yes, like watching the game, dude, I literally, no joke, was sitting there watching the score like a ticker tape just (laughs) shoot up. And I was grinning ear to ear like, dude, JC is probably sitting there like, oh, God, I'm going to hear about this later on. (laughs) I I don't know if, so I tuned in a little bit for the game, uh, just just a peek for a second. And their offense is ridiculously fast. I, I guess that, you know, that's kind of the Oklahoma way. But watching it, I was like, we we talk about up tempo offense and stuff. This was beyond that. This, I mean, the, the coordination they had and everything they had going on. Dude, they had like forty points by the first quarter, some crazy stat like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to rub it in too much. I, I, again, we were kind of agreeing with you that coming into the season they shouldn't be ranked because we just don't know what they are yet. But you were just going a step further and like, do you burn the thing to the ground? Brent Venables is the worst coach that's ever existed. Like, what are we even doing? They should be an FCS team. Like, we were. Okay, okay. Now you're stretching it. My bad. You're stretching uh, it. Like I said, I'm glad they proved me wrong because they're supposed to be the, the number one or two team in the big, whatever they are now, 12. Like, until they, they move <laughs> They've on. They've been that. <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to still keep prop until. They get ranked in the top five, top ten, whatever the case may be. I'm probably going to still be talking until we play them next year, and we'll go from there. But yeah, no, I'm, look, I'm glad they beat Arkansas State seventy three to zero. I'm I'm happy for them. I'm happy that this that win is going to propel them to big things this year. Um, because I think it will, especially if their backup goes eleven eleven for one hundred fourteen yards. I genuinely forgot if we asked you. If Carolina played Oklahoma this weekend, what do you think the score was? If we didn't, I, I didn't say ask the score, that. but I told you we were going to beat them. But we you with our offensive we... line, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I said that last week. I can't go against it; it's recorded. But I think, oh no, no, I don't. You didn't ask me that. You asked me North. I don't Carolina, think I Oklahoma, did. That's... And I, I picked yeah. North Carolina, uh, and I probably would still stand by that only because I haven't seen Oklahoma play defense. <laughs> Just give it's, it's, it's Arkansas State. Zero point. Come that's on, not don't a, even. That's not something you care. just wake up out of bed and do. If it's Arkansas, I don't care if Butch Jones is the coach or the quarterback. Play like, yeah, zero points, bro. Good for them. It's Arkansas right. State, right? Dude, you, know, okay. you played football in high school. If you're on a football team and you're up fifty, yeah, to nothing, it's hard. You, you still think the defense is going out there and playing just as hard as it did in the first quarter? It's not easy just to 
freaking nail somebody at 73 to zero. Right. I don't care but, what you say. Yeah. But so you're saying that that means that they would automatically just beat North Carolina? No, I, I didn't say so. that. I'm talking about That's it's impressive that, that, to score a zero. I sure, think yeah. that right now they would probably be, yeah. I would think they Are you impressed with Alabama beating UT Martin 56 to three? No, I'm not impressed. Yeah, I'm impressed with Jalen Milrow and their defense blanking yeah, well, them. That's that's yeah, but I, like that never that doesn't impress me. They should do that. You have five star guys all across the board. You You're just like my dad team. doesn't appreciate this, this game even occurred. It even happened. <laughs> this box score shouldn't exist. You you didn't even think they would cover the spread because I said if they don't cover the spread and I just put this on Instagram. I said if they don't cover the spread, they need a drop. And you said cover the thirty six. They covered it twice. You didn't even believe in the spread either. And they proved us all wrong. Dude, okay, you know, as a South, you know as a South Carolina fan, too, if we would have played Arkansas State, they probably would have scored something. You know that. Probably. That. Yeah. yeah. The way Dude, I did look, they would have scored 14 <laughs> points at least. Yeah. yeah. Four. So, I, yeah, it's... But I, we don't again, do what I'm, I'm not, We also crowning. don't... We don't play cupcakes to start the year. We play real fucking teams. This year. The, well, mean, we just because you play week. Furman in the second week doesn't mean... Well, we, we played firm in the second week. We should have warmed up with Furman, and we, we realized God, we, need we need help. Yeah, yeah, we need that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you kind of came in late to that rant, but that's kind of the <laughs> Clint went a little stretch with it, but that's kind of what happened. Uh, last week. Okay, All right. a little bit. I don't see how I don't see how I'm in the wrong here. Besides, they proved me wrong. I told them to prove me wrong, and they did it. So there's some. Well, that's how you're hate. in the wrong. And maybe it's the whole Venables thing. That, that's what they think it is. I don't think I, it's a Venables thing. I don't know. I, I honestly kind of tied your team into it too, but undeservingly maybe this year. I said <laughs> what made me mad was the fact that Oklahoma, which I kept saying five and seven, they went six and seven last year, excuse me, is that they go six and seven last year and they get ranked in the top 20. Hmm. I don't think they deserve to be ranked in the top 20 is what I said. I And I also went on to say, I think a lot of these traditional powerhouses, Oklahoma, Texas, Southern Cal, Notre Dame, Miami, Florida State, not this year, get put on a pedestal and get ranked higher preseason than they should a lot of times when they don't have the teams. And that was the other thing that went on it. I don't really hate Venables. I, I said Venables should have a head coaching job years ago that he turned down. But So that's just oh, how, I, that's I how it feels. You're going to let, gonna let him talk? Yeah. <laughs> well, that happens. I mean, as a Notre Dame fan, there has been <clears throat> many years where I'm like, wow, we should not be top 15. And it usually comes out in the wash at the end of the year where it's like, yep, I was right, but you're right. Teams do get, you know, put on pedestals. Probably ranked higher than they should, but you know that's what the season's for. And they'll eventually lose a game or two, and that's that. You're you're too calm about this because his team. He's got a good team. He doesn't. Yeah, he's got no worries (laughs) so far. So far. Speaking (laughs) of that, I think we kind of glossed over when I saw a schedule earlier. You live in Raleigh, so are you an NC State fan at all? Do you care about that team? No, no, no. I do not. I just moved to Raleigh three months ago. Oh, really? Okay. So I, I have not bought a ticket yet to the game, but it's likely going to happen last minute. I got you. Notre Dame is going to NC State on Saturday. Next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's a noon game, and I have a concert to go to the night before. <laughs> not in Raleigh, so I can't. Not a real this is, fan. This is, this is like... I was really hoping for the three thirty, you know, Notre Dame start on Saturdays. And of course, this one has to be a noon start. So we we'll should see. all go to the uh, Clemson Notre Dame game. You hold, he's disappointing, dude. 
Hey. <laughs> oh man. Both of you guys. Lou. Both hey, of you guys I, have it in. As a as a yeah, Notre Dame fan here, the first and only time I've been to Clemson was the hurricane rain game. Notre Dame Clemson <laughs> oh, yeah. 2015. Yeah. I believe 2015. I think so. Wow. Around that time. Wow. Was Deshaun Watson the quarterback? Yes. Then 15. Yeah, I should have been. I think it was Deshaun Watson versus Oh, I think Deshaun Kaiser for Notre Dame was the quarterback. But it yep. rained sideways that game. <laughs> and I was up in the stands, soaked head to toe. What a game. That yeah. was fun. That was fun. The hell of a game to be to be it. See, that's why I kind of like it would be fun to go to this year's game because I think this year's game, especially if it's a night game, I think could be one of those like could be like a really good game. Well, it will be. You got any extra Notre Dame jerseys I can wear? Yep. <laughs> well, buy, JC, I'll, buy let some, me... I'll, I'll buy you some ND gear if uh, <laughs> if you'll rock it. You tell him to work on his accent for Lou Holtz. If he's gonna wear it, he's gotta. My he's gotta my Lou it. Holtz is is troublesome. I tried to do it the other day. It's it's not good, and this does not need to be said out loud into a <laughs> microphone. I can't even. I haven't even tried. I've tried once with you, like literally a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Not it. Not the guy. I might since it's us three, and Ian does a very good Lou Holtz as well. I might just have to bring him in as Doctor Lou. No, really. Um, we all can do it. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll do a whole podcast. All, if Notre Dame wins the Natty, we'll do a podcast. Oh, Lou Holtz, all goodness. Of us. No, I don't yeah. think it's gonna. Be, I don't think I'm it's buying gonna get, a wig. I'm buying I'm, glasses. <laughs> I don't think it needs to get to that point. We need to do it beforehand. Like just when I mean, yeah, Notre the, Dame. Yeah. Actually, you should just call in and for the Notre Dame picks and just do a Lou Holtz. I gotta do but it. now we're giving it away. We should have told him we actually had Lou Holtz. Got to do it. <laughs> we'll set that up. We'll set that up for uh, yeah I'll, one of these weeks. All you need is a phone, dude. Call in. We're good. Um, unfortunately, as much as I do love Lou Holtz, we'll move on to the next game. I think Ole Miss took on Mercer. That was a what fifty six to seven blow. Uh, seventy three to seven. Is that Se- seventy three less in, less impressive to you than Oklahoma's? Or more was- impressive? Probably no, because Mercer is not good either. I'm not. Ole Miss has a very good offense. If anything, I want to know who's going to come out as the quarterback out of that game. That's that's a bigger storyline, probably. I think, Jackson but I don't Hart. know. I don't think you can put that game in it either because it's it's Mercer. So it's like, so no, should they be unranked as well? <laughs> no, I think they should have been ranked going into this. Did they go six and seven last year with a very good roster? I don't think so. Okay. And I'm not, and I'm definitely not a Lane Kiffin guy. Definitely not. <clears throat> God, no. There. No. All the things he said about South Carolina years ago, I, I keep receipts too. <laughs> when yeah. it comes to that, um, find find the record because I know you're looking it up, Jacob. Let me eight know. Five. Move on. Yeah. Up, yeah. Okay. You go eight and five. You bring back a lot of guys. You got a quarterback. Yeah. You probably be ranked top twenty. They're a good team. They were ranked. Oh, whatever. I'm done with it. <laughs> Talking to a brick wall. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Speaking of brick walls, <laughs> yeah. A&M, A&M beat New Mexico 52-10. to 10. Not impressed by that either. I'm just kidding. Look, they're all doing what they're supposed to do. It's whatever. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Good for them. Yeah. Like, I'm not... <laughs> so salty. No, it's just like, what? There's, what's worth to talk about? Like... <laughs> No, you're right. Next week, when, you're right. When we beat, but if, if you're going to put a seventy burger on somebody, I'll, I'll be like, okay, that's that's worth that's something. I said the seven. That's that, the seventy. The the points is a lot. That's more impressive. Yeah. Well, that phrase came guess, from fifty, um, right? It was a fifty burger. So like, an input oh, yeah, fifty on. In, yeah, I just mean. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. That, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Connor Wiggum threw five touchdowns. That's, that's impressive. Like, that's probably more. That's probably better for them than anything. 
Dude, Texas A&M won. That's that's uh, half Honestly, the time yeah, they won Jim, last year. So Jimbo's off the hot seat. He's off yeah. the hot seat. Yeah. Uh, Tulane, South Alabama. Do we have that on our parlay? Pretty sure we had Tulane. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Too bad we lost it. Tulane won 37-17. Oh, they yeah, the six, other side six of it. And a, six and a half point spread. Yeah. It wasn't even close, yeah. Tulane's I don't know real, a lot man. about Tulane, to be honest, because they're not in a conference that we covered. Tulane <laughs> Ole Miss next week, I oh, believe. Who you got in that game? I'm going to go with Ole Miss. Yeah, Ole Miss. The price is that because they something. beat Mercer 73-7? Does yep. that give you the confidence? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. 70 we're the, points. We're on the same page. They're dynamite. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You know, hey, I got to eat my words about something that happened today as well. Oh, no, we got one more game to get to. My bad. Oh, actually, you'll know some things about this. Iowa, Utah State. Oh, uh, yeah. So, last week we talked about how the Iowa's, Iowa coach's son. This is Iowa, right? Not Iowa State, correct? Um, about the coach's about? son? Yeah, it's the Iowa. Coach's yeah, son? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. something happened with the coach, Iowa's coach's son, right? And they can fill you in on it. Something happened with the coach's son where they pretty much, like, he needed to be fired. Something like harassment or something. He was and, like disrespectful to players, yeah. Right. So they were they wanted him fired, but pretty this much is the, recently this this yeah. year. Okay. So his dad like what's happened in the past three years? A lot of harassment. Okay. Kind of like Northwestern. <laughs> uh, lot. Of, Yikes. A lot of lot of harassment, and uh, pretty much the president or the the coach, his dad went to like the board and was like, "You got to keep him on," but there's a stipulation that he has to score twenty five points a game. Like he has to. It's like in the contract. You know, I was in store a lot of points. So Iowa won this weekend, 24 to 14. <laughs> so he's a big, so as a Big Ten guy, that doesn't surprise you, right? I was, they're never a 25 point team anyway. They're not. That, that game did not surprise me one bit. I was, I was a bit surprised that they were ranked 25th to start the year. 25th, 24th, whatever they're 25th, at. 25th, yeah. Yeah, 25th. Right. Did you guys get to watch that game? Because I didn't watch it, but when, as soon as Jacob sent me the store, I just literally busted out laughing because I'm like, dude, just needed one more point. Dude, I, I watched the first, like, I think the first quarter, and they came out hot. They scored, like, I think 14 in the first quarter, and I was like, uh-oh, because I sat there and talked smack about it. They can't score points even with a new quarterback. And, right. uh, <clears throat> of course, I, I took uh, – who were they playing again? Utah, uh, State. Utah State. Utah State. Uh, I took them and the points – Saw that first quarter, I was like, oh my God, I'm off on this one. And then, like, I don't know what happened. They, they just hit the brakes. Uh, Utah State figured it out. Uh, but it slowed down to where I, I was still good and in the money by the time the game ended. But yeah, that's, it's hilarious that 25 is the number they got to hit and they hit 24. What happened oh, was man. they started playing like Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I said in the previous. I was like, dude, this is Iowa. We're I don't care who you put at quarterback. They just, they're going to do Iowa things. They, they don't like throwing the ball. They're, they're going to sit there and smack each other in the mouth for four quarters and hope that Absolutely. they're winning by a point. Yeah. Caden, Caden McNamara is the quarterback now, and he 17 to 30, 191 yards, two touchdowns, but his average down the field was 6.4. That's Iowa football. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Hi. Might be high yeah, for Iowa football. That's that's Big Ten football. It's run the ball. Not very high octane offenses in that in that league. Minus yeah. Michigan, Ohio State, and let's run the ball down your throat. Let's win twenty four nineteen type ball games. That's it. <laughs> no, 
Did y'all, uh, so y'all remember the Iowa State situation I was talking about with the betting, the players and the betting and the gambling and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just got another right, guy. Right. I think they're tied in or something. I was like, oh, dude. Like, they're, half their team might be rung up by the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the one that came out, like, right before the game? I or think so, yeah. Okay. I did. I couldn't. Yeah. I don't. I didn't hear what position it was, but I heard like they were like, "Oh, but another one got caught up in it." I was like, yeah, dude. The, 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 the more they catch, are they the, betting the on themselves at least? They, yeah, they, so, so, so they were yeah. betting the unders. <laughs> Some of them. Okay. Yeah. All right. Which was right. Hey. <laughs> dude, we were saying. On one of the other episodes, that one of the players bet like thirteen hundred times, and some of them was on games that he was in. It's like, ah, oh. and that's when they were like, "We need to look at this entire team." And Hold what's on, happening so here. they were betting the unders. Maybe this because they didn't like the coach. And they were trying to get the coach fired. No, it wasn't always the uh, under. Uh, but I think because Iowa had some things too, but like the kicker definitely betted the under. One of the things. And he's like, like shaking. What? He's like six of twelve for the year. Like, why is he missing so many? Oh, no reason. <laughs> He's, he's NIL, wealthy, man. Right, yeah. right, right. Oh, man. Yeah, so just, just Iowa things. Um, <laughs> so the last game uh, that we'll cover actually happened this afternoon, 3.30. So Oregon State took on San Jose State. Look, I didn't get to watch the game. We're watching highlights. What, what, did, what has DJ been doing this summer? Because Jake, Jake the two... Look like an actual quarterback. Jacob, you but it's San Jose by the Dodgers, dude. He's getting paid by the Dodgers the probably for a new workout routine. Yeah. I, so, yeah. yeah. The Dodgers I, there's, not, there's not a whole lot to say. I mean, he played really good. I mean, I'm trying to find the box score, but I saw earlier, he what, almost had like 300 yards and two touchdowns. Or something well, I saw like a highlight where he was literally standing in the pocket, did not have to move literally for like six seconds before he threw the ball. So one, I just was mad because Spencer Rattler didn't have that yet. He didn't get six yeah. seconds the whole second half. So that kind of annoyed me. But yeah, dude. No, he looked at 20, 25, 240 yards passing, three tuds, and I think he had two rushing, two rushing touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, he did that occasionally at, at Clemson, like, especially running the ball. That's, I think he looked to run the ball more than he did because he was a big body kind of guy than he did passing the ball, besides when he played Notre Dame that one time. That, that was like an anomaly game kind of deal, but. Yeah, um, I was going to say, yeah. We talked about that today. He came in that game and he was whipping the ball around. And mm-hmm. that, that game, you guys were like, holy cow, we got something special. right?" Yeah, he like set Trevor. expectations for himself. And Absolutely. he never, yeah, never could kind of keep up with it. But, I mean, yeah, 42-17, again, it is San Jose State. But, like, that, that's, that's encouraging. I may have to actually bookmark and watch Oregon State games this year. Oregon State and uh, South Carolina in a bowl game, maybe. If we're lucky, nice. Yeah, dude. I don't know. South or uh, San Jose State. Their their quarterback is actually pretty good. Uh, I actually watched a little more of that game today, so I'd be a little scared, honestly. (laughs) Okay, can't have that. Uh, I guess we should just play Mercer Arkansas State because they're nobody's right. Yeah, are they somebody? You don't even you don't even know where Mercer is. You you would dream of us scoring fifty against either of them teams. I agree. Oh no, we can score fifty on them. If we, sure had off the line. if we had off yeah. the line, oh, we don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. We don't have anything. We don't on we that don't line. Dude, so porous. Oh my god! Line. But dude, a, a Cox Beavers uh, bowl game would be perfect. <laughs> perfect, dude. I'm, I'm all down for it. <laughs> that uh, I can't. I can't own up to that. That was a uh, Ian's making t-shirts. Actually, yeah. I would buy the t-shirt. That was I, all. I think Ian's I saw idea. that on Reddit or something. 
by the way, I know I see y'all peeking at the at the game. For those listening, uh, yeah. we're, we're recording while Florida State and LSU are playing. Boys, it looks like I finally that hit might one. be that might be ball game. Did they score again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brian. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was thirty-one. Face. Brian Kelly's oh, face buddy. after this game will be purple. That is how mad he will be. <laughs> he goes to the oh, buddy. Oh, it is not going to be pretty. What happened? Man. Like it was this would have ruined my fourteen and a half. I don't know, dude. We, we got, are you uh, telling me with, uh, with Oklahoma and whatnot? I, I haven't seen the past. You like guys got minutes, more heat about think... Oklahoma today than I did. At least Clint did. Yeah. Way more what ha- like, today. are you telling me that Mike Norvell is a better coach than Brian? Is it Brian Kelly? We fucked that up last <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> Less miles. I, I didn't know if you were joking or not. I was like, please, please spit it out because I'm not going to remember either. Yeah. Because oh, like, halftime adjustments, obviously, what happened here? Like, the fuck? What happened? I don't know, man. Well, uh, Florida State. Could they be for real? Looks like it. Is the ACC a damn good conference? I've been saying it. I've been saying it. I've been saying ACC is a good conference. I've been saying They're better than the Big 12. That's for sure. We're going to be just as good as the SEC if we got three really good teams. That's all the SEC really has got. Slow your roll. Bama, Georgia. Slow your roll. Slow, slow it down. We'll see. I mean, I can't even argue. You guys are winning right now, so what, I don't even know why I'm saying that. We'll see, though. Um, it's all not, right, not so, a good pick for my LSU <laughs> winning the SEC moment. I know this isn't an SEC game, but that's not encouraging. You're good. Dude, this is the one game that, look, they either either these teams lose this game, obviously one of them has to lose, and still make the playoff. It's not going to yeah, be I mean, detrimental to their yeah. season. I mean, you remember what happened to this Oregon happened last, last year, year, first game. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't yeah. FSU won or win by a point last year yep. against yep. LSU, and then LSU made it to the SEC championship. Right. So you never know. Not gonna not gonna totally ruin it. Well we'll uh that's that's the recap. Unless you guys have anything else, we pretty much covered all the all the top twenty five matchups that we had over the weekend. And uh obviously we're we'll miss it on the end of the Florida State LSU and then Clemson takes on Duke on Monday night. Um so we'll have another episode out later on this week. Um, kind of, we'll go through our picks that we made and and get everybody's record for that, and then we'll preview next weekend's games. No Thursday night games worth noting. No top twenty five matchups, but Saturday, obviously, Texas Alabama is, is the big one game. They'll be there, so definitely we'll be talking about that. And um, Deion Sanders in Colorado, and seeing they can go two and zero versus Nebraska, which I don't think that's going to be an issue. Um, before we wrap it up, Clint, you got anything else? Yeah, if uh, y'all got any offensive linemen out there, they aren't doing nothing. Some down to Columbia, South Carolina, man. We we could use some, but yeah, no. Other than that, uh, that's it. Appreciate you guys, Jacob. You ready for tomorrow? Yeah, buddy, I am. I think this is something we've been looking forward to pre gaming for weeks now. I, I'm hoping that we can beat Duke handily, but I, I also definitely think it's going to be a. You'll see how good Duke is, or at least how good that quarterback is. So well, you did pick Duke to cover the spread. Don't forget that. Yep, I did. So, there, there's that. But at least it's Labor Day. We're off. Maybe grill out, cook a little bit, hang out for the game. Yes, sir. Be ready. Ian, dude, appreciate you joining us, man. Hey, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Hopefully it won't be your last time, man. Stop in, give us a little Notre Dame correspondence, because uh, they're, they're definitely going to be coming up later on the season as well, especially when you get to old Clemson on what, November 5th. Yeah, it could be something. Yes. yes, sir. I'm looking forward to it. All right, boys. Um, appreciate you guys as always. 
if you're listening from the stands brand, that's all our social media, Instagram, um, TikTok, Instagram, where you can find all our links. We're on Spotify and Apple. So appreciate you guys listening. Boys, we'll see you later on the week and uh, get ready for week two. See you, boys. Sounds good. See you.